So should I just jump in here? Am I just doing this? Yeah, okay. just jump in. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's okay, we all we all have our big girl socks pulled up, right? We do. We do. <laughs> I love how you adopted that. Okay. It was required. It was required. It was, it was, yes. Smut Report! Welcome to the Smut Report. I'm Ingrid. I'm Erin. And I'm Holly. And today we're having a momentous occasion wherein... I have inflicted one of my favorite slow burn books of all time upon my friends. So, yay! Yay! Yay. Part of the reason I particularly chose to inflict this one is because I had an inkling it might drive Holly a teeny tiny bit nuts, just a little bit. But I thought it could really, we would end up being able to discuss some juicy reasons for why the book works, even if it's not your favorite. So the book is Culty by Mariana Zapata. We, we said inflict on purpose because I know that there are reasons, valid reasons, why some people might not like this book. And so I thought it would be juicy. So I like this book because I think that it is a very well executed slow burn, especially in the way that the characters intimacy develops without being given very much from one of the two characters. So I think that's really interesting and I think it's executed in an interesting way. And I chose it, like I said, because I thought it would be juicy and fun to talk about with my other two big brains, romance big brains. So that's why I did it. us. I did it on purpose. (laughs) Okay. So am I just going to jump in and say this book drove me nuts <laughs> drove me nuts oh my god <laughs> i'm so excited I, this, is, this is the best that i was hoping for i know i know so let's not hide it let's just get it out there and so it drove me nuts on two different levels like on a like personal reading like some of the actions of some of the characters just made me furious and uh, not even necessarily Colty and Sal, although sometimes their actions also, but like other characters made me exceptionally angry. Ooh-hoo. I'm going to watch and some details. I will share those details with you momentarily. <laughs> um, and then also on a level of craft, there were some choices that uh, Mariana Zapata made that uh, also made me angry, and I felt did not serve the narrative very well. So, Excellent. what should we start with? Well, Erin, I want to hear you too. What did you think? Gut instinct, one sentence summary. So I actually. <laughs> oh yeah, we we definitely need Erin's uh, one sentence paragraph one long sentence summary. summary. Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> Longest exactly. run-on sentence so. of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe since we've just been talking about the book, I. I also really like this book, but I can acknowledge that with asterisks. So I'm also going to be having fun with this conversation, I think. But to summarize the book, the premise of the book is that Sal Casillas is a professional women's soccer player. And so, of course, as a women's soccer player, she doesn't get paid very much. She has a second job. The season is just beginning when she learns that her former like childhood soccer superstar crush is going to be an assistant coach for her team like not Um, even crush like inspiration hero yeah yep idol 
and he arrives and is just like a hundred percent not what she was hoping for or envisioned even in view of some stuff that happened when she was older that kind of knocked him off that pedestal in the first place um and so the story is about their interactions with each other which start with a lot of antagonism and build into a friendship until ultimately they they fall in love Aaron. it's love I know, but how do I how do I get the drama of that with just they fell in love? It's so anticlimactic. Like the way that Zapata builds the slow burn, I think is really great. Um, but it's a long book. I mean, it's hefty. It's a long one. This is also Mariana Zapata's second publication, and she was on Kindle Unlimited. For, oh no, this is her third book because she started publishing independently for Underlock. So it's definitely early in her backlist, and I think you can see that in her writing. But so it's early in her backlist, but I feel like it's – maybe I'm mistaken. I feel like it's one of her more popular books. Am I wrong? Is it? Is that just because you guys talk about it all the time? Or No, you're right. It's probably second to The Wall of Winnipeg and Me. Um, the Wall of Winnipeg and Me was published later, mm-hmm. and it's about a football player. It's very on brand for Zapata. Zapata has a very specific brand, and she sticks to it. Which is a single POV slow burn where the the narrator, heroine, protagonist is, you know, kind of like, what's going on? Am I reading these signals right? Like, what? Figuring out her own stuff while also kind of having the hero slowly revealed to her. Yeah. So when it comes to the slow burn, and this is the part that I predict drove Holly absolutely, well, one of the several things that drove Holly up a wall is that one of the ways I feel like Mariana Zapata builds that slow burn is that there are ripples of tension that have nothing to do with the hero that are going on kind of around them and they kind of the ripples kind of make the characters kind of gently bump into each other and then it gives you like these little microscopic moments of the hero showing up for the heroine and revealing tenderness because keep in mind these are virtually all Aaron aren't they all or is all roads here dual pov or are they all single POV? Nope, they're all single yeah, POV. Yeah, so you don't actually have any obvious sign from the hero of how he's feeling or what he's thinking. And by and large, in all of her books, the hero tends to be pretty closed off. So it's the through these little ripples of honestly kind of ridiculous, usually kind of silly drama that you end up seeing the characters kind of bump together and get these little tiny sneaks of intimacy, like little touches. It's like, what's that book, Erin, where... I think it was closed door and there was that one scene, but they touch hands. Do you remember? And it's like, Oh yeah. Was that you Holly. Well, that I was mean, Aisha at last. That was Aisha at last. Probably where well, she that was her beard. That was I, his, she touched his. Oh beard. yeah. That's yeah. it. She like, but it's yeah. really intimate. And so it's one of those things where I think there are microscopic moments like that, that kind of start to build over time. And, so you have this tension from these really kind of silly things that you're normally like, why is, why do I keep reading this? Like, I don't understand why I'm, cause it, you know, but you keep going and there are these little, it's like a little b- trail of breadcrumbs of like intimacy and interest. And through the heroin, you're like overanalyzing these things, just like a teenager until all of a sudden you get that really satisfying ending. And that's why I think it's a really successful slow burn because ultimately it would drive you nuts if any, in any other situation, if they dragged it out that long, this book is really thick, but I think it works (laughs) for her because she has these little moments where they just kind of nudge together. I mean, I think it's also a little bit of her style, her voice. If I 
we're doing a beta read for her there i'm it's probably the worst for me in the wall of winnipeg and <laughs> me where i'd just be like tighten this up i do not need to hear this argument five times but yeah i think that's broadly speaking i agree with ingrid that that is where she is successful she i don't see it a lot (laughs) and that might be just a trend in romance right now in general that we're having a lot of especially indie romance that i've been reading it's a lot of like sex first feelings later or you know they'll say it's a slow burn but they're already having sex at 50 percent. i wouldn't call that a slow burn it's it's like emotional intimacy that gets built up over time and Mariana Zapata is really good at identifying those moments of intimacy through these small things, like Ingrid said, and building that up over time so that by the end of it, you do get, you've gotten there with the characters. Like when the the reveal happens, you're like, oh my God, I still, the part where she's like, like the 10 little kisses, I was, every time I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) you know, just like, it slaps. Ah! It's last. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's the, it's like a, the last, the, the kiss at the end of a movie kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you're going for. And that's not something that you get a lot. And even, even authors, I think, who are trying to do emotional intimacy and romance don't, they're maybe so busy worrying about the sex scenes or using sex as intimacy that they kind of don't always catch all of the other intimate moments that are happening. Or they'll use you know, the common intimate moments, like, I don't know, you know, I I remember in reading in Holly's Olivia Dade review, like, washing, he's washing her, right? Mm -hmm. And that was maybe a more extreme example of he's like bathing her. But there are other times it's like, I'm gonna wipe your face, or I'm gonna, you know, like, I'm taking the time to clean you up after we have whatever it is, like, there are these other intimate moments, but they get used a lot. And so finding the other spaces where you can create space. for these emotionally intimate moments is a gift yeah so okay so i hear what ingrid's saying that it's like this kind of manufactured drama right and some of it didn't bother me so like the whole thing with the softball team i thought was very effective even though there's all this drama and it's but it's not fleshed out at all it's just some guys on the softball team decide to be dicks and like do one of them does a slide into Sal and injures her right which allows us for for us to have a great caretaking scene mm-hmm. right the, like this is what you're talking about right Ingrid yeah. right. and yeah. um and, but like why are they mad at her we don't really know like her cousin or her friend is like it's because you have you like you like to win so much and you kind of have a shitty personality and I don't really blame them like it, like that's kind of all the explanation we get besides their dicks, and then we never see them again, and we don't care about them because, like, this is some manufactured drama that we used to bring them closer together. I mean, in literature, all books are manufactured drama. Okay, my point is that that scene, like, I'm like, fine, this doesn't bother me. I understand why this scene is here. These characters are being not nice, but that happens, presumably a lot in pickup softball i don't know um, people get real competitive yeah i and they want to win i, I didn't yeah. it's interesting that you said it's because she has like she's too focused on winning and it's her problem i've never read it that way i've always read it as 
she's an athlete and she's really good and like they don't like that she's as good as she is. Like yeah, they don't I, like that they're losing to a girl. I, yes. <laughs> you know, like they don't like that they're losing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And um, losing to a... So they take it out on right. her. Right. Yeah. And as opposed to taking it out on, on, on Colty, Colty yeah, who... Who's enormous. Yeah. Who can fight back, I guess, more than she yeah. can. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, it, that's all just from, like, her friends doing the one line, like, I would take you out, too, if I weren't your friend. Um, <laughs> he says something <laughs> like that. So that – but that was fine. But, like, I feel like that's an example of what Ingrid's talking about specifically in these building tension scenes where you, like, create this little drama, but it get, it pushes the, the characters closer together situationally. Like, they were already friends because they're playing softball together. But now – it's this moment of stress that forces Colty into action to show caretaking, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a seed in this slow burn and building their intimacy together and that he is in, like, makes it clear that he's not indifferent to her. Well, and mm-hmm. like, and that's all great. I think there are multiple, I think there are multiple kind of, I don't know how I would say it. Like, there, I could group these, because I think you're right about, like, that manufactured drama is exactly what's driving the intimacy in this but I don't think it's just intimacy because I think that there are scenes in the beginning in that really slow part where I think it's not necessarily driving intimacy but it is setting things up for a relationship to start so Mm -hmm. because I think that it would be a grosser book if he isn't brought down to her level like if he remained the idol and he just picked her it wouldn't hit hit the same as her seeing Mm -hmm. him broken down into a very very imperfect difficult to like person and then finding the kernels of humanity and like kindness and goodness in him and then they can start to click so like the parts where like oh he she gets called into the office to apologize for him for being snarky with him and he's like there's nothing to apologize for that seems mm-hmm. like a very superfluous scene, but if they didn't have it, like, he has to do these things to prove that he's somebody who's worth loving. Right. So. Yeah. So here, here's the, here's a scene that made me just, like, furious that it did this. <laughs> um, and it wasn't the apology. It was when her, the head coach called her into his office and was like, hey, Sal. Tell me what's like, going on. Tell me what's going on. Why is the team not team in this year and i'm just like you are a bad coach Mm -hmm. people be i think it's 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 people being bad at their jobs makes me really angry and there was no indication at any other point that he was bad at his job but like this was clearly him being exceptionally bad at his job when she's like well you brought in this new coach that we said we're not allowed to criticize but he sucks at coaching and actually does no coaching and just stands there and glares at us all the time and we're not allowed to say anything about it so and he's like oh and and just that and then he told Colty that and right and you're just like oh yes of course manufactured drama brings them together and forces them into a confrontation and I'm just like fine but that is that is this guy being exceptionally bad at his job and being entirely inappropriate with a member of the team. If he wants to know this, he should talk to the team captain. So I completely agree with you, but I would argue that that feeling of like aghast, like how could he do this? I think it's on purpose. And I think this is why. That's fine, but, but you this didn't is, like this it. Is, and I get what you're saying. This is, 
this is part of my like personal gut reaction <laughs> is like and like I was so mad for the whole first third of the book because Colty like not like Colty was bad at his job and the coach who was ostensibly good at his job was also bad at his job I'm like raving a red sharpie around because I'm so angry no, and you wave <laughs> that red sharpie but what I do wanna, <laughs> what I do want to point out is this in the beginning of the book Sal is surrounded by people that she thinks like she's presented as being in this community this tight-knit community and she's doing all this stuff and it's very clearly cut in the beginning that this is like her community, her coach, her teammates, her family, her friends. And as the book goes on, you start seeing really clearly like that coach sucks. Actually, all of the teammates who aren't standing up for her, they suck too. And actually the family who just kind of like acts like she's no big deal and she doesn't have this like monumental potential in soccer, they all suck too. It's this slow unraveling, and I think that that has to happen mm. for her, that all these relationships have to be – it's like shining a light on the fact that, like, you can stay comfortable in this environment where everybody just sucks, like, 20 30%, or you can actually reach for what your potential is, and you can actually go for it, and you can have everything you've ever dreamed of, and that's what – Colty brings to her is that in his silence and in his like because he's kind of an asshole without trying to he's shining light on what she actually deserves but it's so subtle it's just these subtle ripples and so you're feeling Hmm. frustrated you're like what the hell but as the book goes on by the time the opportunity comes for her to leave you're like go go do it get out of here whereas if that stuff didn't happen in the beginning you'd be like oh my gosh is she gonna leave everything for this guy do you know what I mean right I think that's exactly spot on and I'm I'm bet holly that the reason one of the reasons that you aren't there yet is because this was a first read for you <laughs> and i'm not rereading like, this book sorry ever, yeah it's not that you would ever reread it but i think you get some of that depth on re- there's there is something to rereading books right like you get there and you're like oh <laughs> Oh, and I got that too in this one. So first of all, I was thinking in the back of my mind, we can talk about this later, put a pin in it. But um, I remember last year was the year before Beth of Be and Her Books on the socials had read Culty for the first time and was like, I don't think it's a romance. I think it's women's fiction. And I was like, so I had that in the back of my mind as I was going into this prepping for the discussion, in addition to just trying to pay attention for discussion points, right? And you know, I noticed she sets it up at the beginning with Culty being a central component of what Sal is dealing with. Even before she meets him in person, Culty is there and he's her, like, he's introduced as her childhood crush, her idol, the reason that she's where she is today. The reason um, she plays soccer at all. Right. All this, just like, he has been so central to her narrative that he, even when he's not there, he's there, right? And uh, and similarly, like, I, I think I kind of mentioned, like, there, I don't know exactly what I said, something along the lines of, I, there are things about her writing that I'm always like, Ugh, I would, ch- I would change this, right? But it's the, it kind of ties into this conversation as well, like Ingrid's saying, there's, I, I find it frustrating in particular in culty, that she uses the word girls all the time, or she blames herself for the national team captain's husband not wearing a red wedding ring. Right. <laughs> you know, and she goes on a date with him. Like, there are so many components of her story where she puts herself second. And 
is just trying to be a nice team player and be the good girl and all this stuff. And it's, it's seeing these moments where the coach calls her in because like, they've developed a relationship and a rapport. And like, even though she's not the captain, she's a seasoned veteran on the team that he can talk to, you know, like, so, so he does. So he takes advantage of that, right? Or so she doesn't feel like she can say anything about Culty because she hears, you're not allowed to talk about him and interprets that as I'm going to get benched as opposed to, you know, like maybe they're just saying like, don't, don't feed into his Don't they say here. that they're going to get benched? Soccer. You know, like, don't they say explicitly? Oh yeah. They, he, yeah. But I think that there's enough in there that you can read it as like, like don't call him don't call him by his by his like names, stupid nicknames right? like yeah. don't call him the king don't call him the fuhrer don't call like don't call him by his soccer fandom right. names i think that there's room to read that co- that warning as not just you're not allowed to say anything but as don't redirect the conversation away from the team by complaining about the superstar in our midst right mm-hmm. because everybody's going to focus on that and so you know it's I think there's room to to interpret it that way, but that's not how she does, right? And she's the narrator. And she's like, if I say anything, I'm going to get benched. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think that also illustrates... Is that reasonable? Is I it think not? That also... But it definitely illustrates she's a good... She's she's trying to be the good girl. No, you're so gonna, I also was going to say, though, I think that all of those moments also are supposed to illustrate that her... The connections in her community are wobbly. They're not as strong mm-hmm. as she thinks yeah. they are. Oh, yeah. And that she's thinking, oh, if I just go along, then I, it's going to be better. But... It's actually it's be just okay. that she's yeah. got shitty connections in her community. So anyway. Right. That she's the one. She's, I'm trying to be a team player. I'm trying to be nice. I'm willing to help all these other teammates, but they're really out for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to the point where later on they're out for themselves. Well, nothing was stopping her from also wor- worrying about her career first. It's just the way that she worries about her career first is by only doing for herself you know she's not doing the managing up or the man yeah. you know like she's, she's not like holding doing... so tight to what she already has right but right. not pushing farther so i do i i do think that it, that ingrid is onto something here but i also think that it's not necessarily something you would get on a first read i mean so i i uh totally buy this theory like about what Zapata is doing with this. That doesn't make it less. It annoying. doesn't make no. it less annoying to read. That's why. I mean, <laughs> there are definitely annoying I, moments. I always do. I have never done this before, but in preparation for this, I did do kind of a you know a quick nose through Reddit to like see. And of course, being a Mariana Zapata character at her core myself, I was like, oh god, do I have terrible taste in books? Because people brought up some really dang good points about this book. Like, it's kind of annoying, and also. It takes freaking forever to get to the point. And also, Reiner Colty mm-hmm. is like, should we be wanting him to get the happily ever after? Because he's kind of an asshat. And he doesn't ever stop being an asshat. He just makes some room t- in his world for not being such an asshat. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, I will say uh, I kind of liked that he was an asshat. And I kind of liked that Sal was self-aware enough to know that even when she had a crush on him when she was younger, one of the things she liked about him was how much of a dick he was when he was playing soccer, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> like, and that, you know, if we're talking about unlikable heroines, like, it's hard to have an unlikable heroine when you're in their head, I feel mm-hmm. like. But I feel like if this were written 
in a third person, Sal would be unlikable. I mean, mm. she's like, she's doing all this work to be a good girl, but she's doing it because she has so much rage inside of her that, and the only place she lets it out is on the, on the field. Oh, Holly, that's right? a good point. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that. You're right though. She does. I mean, she's up, she's rankling. She's like chafing at the bit. She doesn't, yeah. Like I'm sitting mm-hmm. here saying like I don't think she wants to leave, but I think that that's the tension in her character is that she doesn't want to leave cuz she's safe, but she's also chasing. She hates she it. She hates it. She she hates being safe, but she doesn't know what else to do. She just wants to avoid to the do. situation that happened with that captain's husband, you know, like yeah. she put mm-hmm. herself out there, she got burned, so it's better not to do it at all. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was interesting reading though how much it drove people nuts. I think of I think for the people who don't like I, I feel most people that who's who didn't like Colty were kind of like, oh, like, I have a hard time with Mariana Zapata in general, but Colty was the worst. <laughs> and I think it's partially because, I mean, it, there were some really valid points, but what I, one of the things that I picked up on was that I think that this is the one with the longest, most drawn out slow burn. I mean, it really... Well, most drawn out redemption redemption arc is that even the right like he like you said ingrid he he does have to be brought really low and i did think that i don't think i thought this earlier like when i first was reading it or maybe the first couple times i read it i i had this as an audiobook so it used to be one of my like okay i can relax like listening to it kind of books so i've listened to it several times but like those early ones i probably thought along the lines of like this guy's a complete asshole but I like assholes a little bit in my books. And he just really hits the yeah. spot, you know? Whereas, and this one, this read is more of a, he, well, and this read plus in view of our conversations about like POV as a tool mm-hmm. or in the romance arc having to show growth for both of the protagonists in a romance, like there, you can see him kind of in his own way you know, he's in the beginning, the night he gets drunk, like all of this stuff. He's only there because his agent slash manager slash both said like, you need to rehab your career after because he he was forced into retirement. He didn't retire voluntarily, right? He got an injury that he couldn't get over. So soccer has been his whole life. And now he can't do it. So he's been spending a couple years feeling sorry for himself. He's turned about, you know, it turns out he's an alcoholic he doesn't want to go anywhere or do anything. He's just like in his own swamp of self pity. <laughs> well, okay. And, but, but no, wait. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> but then Sal confronts him. And, you know, like this is the impetus for them bumping, beginning to bump together is she confronts him. And that, starts his journey of going in a different direction like he's choosing he's still himself he's like i still don't like coaching and i still don't want to coach but i'm gonna try this or you want to do your soccer camps so i'm gonna show up for you and like help out with your soccer camps and feel good about doing it and there are these moments where he is coming out of his own shell as he's bumping along with her and she's kind of giving him these opportunities to to play again and to be feel like himself again as he goes forward so well i want to argue too i think that that is partially true but i also argue and this brings one of my big criticisms it almost 
ruined the book for me. And every time I read it, I'm like, why did you do that? I I don't actually think that, I mean, it's not like he shows up as a coach and then he's like, oh, fantastic. Like you, you give me hope. He goes there for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I when I that I was like like the first thirty percent of the book, I was just so irritated, and then it like got going, and then that happened at exactly the seventy percent mark, and I was like, no, this is this was one of the craft points for. I felt like it was her trying to show that like they were really made for each other, and like this extra oomph. And no, I was like that little thing of he goes there for her. Cause she's the best, like negate. I'm like, this negates everything. Oh, like, but make, it gets no, not- worse because the, that part I was like, I was like, Oh, I wish she hadn't done that. But the part where I'm like, this has almost ruined it for me is when he still has her childhood drawing. <laughs> Cause like for everything else, I'm like, okay, I believe it. I believe it. You got me. Okay. That was a blip, but I believe it. I believe it. And then the damn drawing comes out and I'm like, you would not have kept that. Like, Come on. He said, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. For the sake of argument, for the sake, okay, I'm going to address these both for this, for the sake of argument. Let's see. He needs a reason to go coach a women's soccer team. Why does he have to coach a women's soccer team? He could have gone and coached a men's soccer team. He had lots of offers. That's what I'm saying. He had lots of offers. Why does he go there? He has to have a reason. If she's the best striker, I think it's not necessarily that you know, why did he do it? I think the question that comes out of that interaction is, okay, if you, if your decision was based on Sal is the, okay, sorry, I should go back and we keep on talking, we're diving into things because we've all read the book. So the background is here. We find out well into the book, this is going to be a very spoilery conversation. It already is. Sorry. We get, we're well into the story. We're well into their relationship. And we discover that the reason that he has decided to coach i mean his like i said his manager or his agent or whatever made him to rehab his image but why did he choose you know to coach a women's team over the men's offers or the all these other much more lucrative mm-hmm. offers that he was given um, much more says, lucrative and like because, not in houston like right yeah so he says well i wanted the best and the best women's striker in the country is you. So that's why I came to the Pipers, right? Um, so, you know, there's a reason for him to be there now. So I would like you guys to address that. But first, before we start that conversation, the second thing is the drawing. He So that ties way back into the beginning when she's like, I wrote him fan letters and he never wrote me back, by the way. And then we get to the end and he's like, I still have your letter. You never put a return address on it. I would have written you back. But he says, Ingrid, that it's the first fan mail he ever got. So Holly, you can address point one. Ingrid, you can address point two. Prepare your arguments. Well, okay. So this is still unacceptable. I mean, like, yeah, I understand that it gives it like, it gives him a reason to be there. I just felt like it was a cheap emotional shot. You know, it's like, okay, remember, when I read Love at First by Kate Claiborne and mm-hmm. I wrote that little piece about emotional man- manipulation and how this is what I want mm-hmm. in my romance novels, right? And how- <laughs> But only when you want it. <laughs> only when <laughs> I want it, right? Because like, <laughs> you know, because in, in that book, it, w- it was something like, you know, she says, I love you. And he's like, and he's like, that's the first time. And she's like, that 
like a girlfriend has said they love you and he's like no that anyone has and i'm just like oh my god right it's so it's something like that and it's clearly it, the author is trying to bring the emotion out in the reader this is the kate claiborne that yeah, this is the kate claiborne that's right not clear. and yeah. and in this book i felt that both of these moments the i came here for you because you're the best striker and the i kept the letter you wrote me when you were six years old and it's framed on the wall in my home that i actually care about back in germany are both moments where zapata is trying to bring out this like oh like gooey feeling in the reader like oh these two are meant to be together and he has always seen her even when he didn't know it was her and it maybe it it didn't work for all of us and but i felt like that's what she was doing with those moments and i will admit like i understand that the letter is super kitschy but it kind of worked for me i was like oh that's so cute oh my god but that he came there to coach her i was like no you were bad at your job and that is not acceptable well and i want to argue this i think that maybe the reason that those moments didn't hit super well for either holly or i and i I love this book. So, you know, but I think it's partially, I would say they're not, they don't hit as well for me either. So Mm -hmm. it's, I agree, but continue. Okay. Right. Okay. So I think part of the reason that they might not all hit for some readers is because you get so invested in, so like the way that Mariana Zapata has these little moments, you get super invested in like hyper fixating or like hyper analyzing like is this it does he love her is this a thing are they gonna hook up and you're like ooh, does he love her now how about now does he love her now and so like by the time you get to this point it's like it's just almost too easy or like it doesn't match with like what you've invented in your head so like it's kind of one of those moments where what you've been imagining and what she's leading you to kind of are starting to collide and so mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. not always going to be like super comfortable to be like oh now we're on this track because i've been sitting here imagining him this way because you know you're not given yeah. everything you have to kind of make it up in your own little brain right well and i think also i think for me the moment that the first turning point for me where i wasn't completely infuriated with the book anymore is when she tells him off right and which um, time it, the when she yells at him when she when he when, oh, when dad, he's right? mean to her dad and she him. yells at him oh, yeah, for the first good. time when she like really yells at him and he sees her mm-hmm. for the first time that right and so if that is the narrative that i have in my head of i'm a dick who's above it all and somebody f- calls me out on my bad behavior and that allows me to see them i'm like oh that is like a respectable romance narrative that i recognize but adding in this tweak of i actually came here for you because of you to begin with then what did that first interaction even mean anymore if he was already watching her See, yeah i think your voice yeah i think it to me it felt like a it it was a bump like it was like wait a second but yeah i don't know i I agree with all of this and i think ingrid hit it when she was talking about like timing and what's been earned so far i think the thing about mariana zapata and the slow burns is she does create these little moments and you're reading into it and the whole point is like (laughs) it's like okay so I, i did you guys watch the movie the cutting edge I feel like it's like I about did. ice skaters okay, well, or something. Yes. If you haven't, you should because it's so Isn't good. Isn't it from like okay, so the 80s? The 80s or <laughs> okay. the early 90s or something. Yeah, it's still So maybe, but a long so, time ago. So um, it's one of these slow burns where it's like he's a hockey skater. She's a figure skater. He gets a head injury, so he can't play hockey anymore. 
Um, but he's a good skater, so and she is like alienated all of her other pairs partners, so her coach recruits him to learn to figure skate, right? And they have all this back and forth, blah 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 blah. And I will never forget I was watching this with my grandma <laughs> and they're like arguing and arguing and arguing and grandma goes, just tell her that you love her <laughs> moment like that's the slow burn thing right and that's what the emotional investment is in Colty. it's like is he just just tell her just figure it out already he's into you it's not that hard you know yeah, and- he like, came to your parents house and mowed your dad's lawn like <laughs> yeah, like i'm hello. i'm pretty sure he's into you i'm pretty Does sure my like husband me? has never o- mowed my parents lawn <laughs> pretty sure <laughs> Yeah, right. So, but, but I, this, these two scenes that you're talking about happen after the confrontation in the manager's office, right? After they kiss in the parking lot? Or is it before? Because I feel like that's one of those moments where it's like, it's the, it's like a denouement moment. Mm -hmm. And we've already gotten the big hit. Like, we've already, unless I'm misremembering the timeline, I can't remember exactly what happens when, but like, if we've already gotten the confession, like that's the big hit of the slow burn and like everything else is just resolution after that. So those additional I reasons yeah, I, don't matter as much. Yeah, I wanna say the like picture came after, but the I came here for you came before. Mm, that might be right. That's so anyway, I think the yeah, the big thing for me with the coaching thing was like, well then why why were you so bad at your job? Yeah. If that's the reason you came, I think if we just say, well, he's in his little morass of being a selfish prick. Well, I also think though, that tracks, but it doesn't point like what we're supposed to see is that, because remember we talk about just to beat a dead horse here, that romance is when like they change separately and then to come together. Right. So like she had to learn how to, reach for what she wanted and to start prioritizing herself and he needed to learn how to slow down and like that through his vulnerability like he they were opposites she was not channeling her inner asshole she was trying to hide it and put it out on the field he he didn't he was doing the opposite he didn't know how to take it off like it was all the time and so they Mm -hmm. kind of tweaked each other in just the right amount of way where they all of a sudden were both able to go so he couldn't be the re- the coach that he needed to be back then because he had no idea how to not be an asshole and now all of a sudden he's mm-hmm. able to like connect with people in little ways but it matters and it gives him mm-hmm. the ability to do that yeah. so anyway well and also i mean they make it pretty clear that actually he hates coaching and he's not gonna go back to being a coach he's just gonna support his be wife her, <laughs> be a cheerleader mm-hmm. a paso partner and spouse <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Holly, you think you had said from like personal annoying components and technical components. Yeah. So did we address all of your So the one other thing and so we addressed most of them, but also the press conference, the way she did the press conference just made me really mad. Because <laughs> I was like, this added like eight chapters that did not need to be in the book. like and then and it's like all this tension and all this drama like what did she say what did she say and then you finally find out at the end and it's a nothing burger and it doesn't even matter and then like the big reveal is that he then like suppressed the video months like weeks later which is not how press conferences work like 
everything about that. I'm like, this is stupid. It doesn't need to be in the book. It added nothing to the story. It just made the page count longer. But that's just me. I think that's hilarious. Ingrid, can you defend the press conference? <laughs> so I, when I looked at it, I didn't think it was that heavy. Like in the beginning, I was just like, oh, she did something embarrassing. It's whatever. And I was like, oh, it'll come out eventually. So then when it does come out and it's like ridiculous, it made, I was like, oh, it kind of released some tension at the end there because everything was so like, oh, angsty. And then it was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. she's ridiculous. And so for me, it was kind of like a lightened the mood a little bit. It didn't bother me so much well yeah but i felt i was like like ever all the information all the info dump in the first three chapters could have been effectively given in a single scene where you just show her doing the press conference what if and this is just a thought what if she includes those chapters <laughs> just to scare off all the people who can't hang for a slow burn i Ingrid, I don't dislike slow burns. I just well, you didn't, don't like. You didn't give up on it, did you? You read the whole thing, so you passed the test. You know, you know what, Ingrid? If we had not been reading this together for this podcast, I would have stopped reading this book. Oh, how dare you! At like at, at the at the first quarter when it, I was like. I don't know if I can go keep going. You know, I told you guys that I had to put myself on a on a texting hiatus so I wouldn't yell at you about this book so much. Well, listen, much and like how Ryder Colty brings out the best in Sal Casillas, we have brought out the best in Holly. You're welcome. That is uh, not true. I'm going to pretend I mean, maybe you that do. it is. You do bring out the best in me, but not in forcing me to read books that I don't like. Hey, you know what? There will be time for payback, Holly. Well, I feel like since I made you read Priest, um, that was like cruel. many years ago, which was very cruel. I was of me, read and for I'm like sorry. two weeks, and also I I get a little uncomfortable anytime anyone talks about going to Catholic mass now because of the oil, and I can't explain it. Just hot flashes. Really? Don't mind me. Just hot flashes about the holy oil. <laughs> God. Anyway. So do you think, okay, to wrap up this maybe part of the conversation, I think we can all agree that like it or hate it, there are definite opportunities here to tighten up this narrative. And there are some technical aspects of this story that are not everything they could have been yeah I, like don't even get me started on her prose because there there's like one specific thing grammar thing she did a lot that i don't remember what it's called and i don't have an example in front of me but every time i saw it i was like ah ah and i i try to give authors the benefit of the doubt here but well i will say this me nuts. if if you if the things that we're talking about are things that often put you off, then skip a lot of the other Marianne Zapata and read All Roads Lead here. Remember, Erin, when I started reading that and I was like, oh my gosh, did she get a ghostwriter? Yeah. I don't think so. I think she just got some <laughs> editorial help because a lot of the things that drove that I also agree with Holly, like some of it's a little rough around the edges, they're resolved in that in that book. And I will say that I think she must have like really dialed in her writing because it it's very good. I thought it, a lot of the mm -hmm. stuff that I, I could be like, mm, that's not ideal really well done in all roads lead here mm -hmm. but we had yeah, to do this she finally one. was like she was like ah, I'm, I'm making good money off my off my books now i'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a developmental a, editor i'm gonna, I'm or gonna like 
pay somebody now. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think that that's what it was because I, I was really worried because I was like, oh, gosh, I hope she didn't get a ghostwriter. But I, I don't know. And may- maybe she did, but it it worked. <laughs> so anyway. Well, also, I mean, what, that's like her 10th book or so. Like, you don't. The early ones are always a little bit rough around the edges. You don't expect things to stay mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. And I think she does take it seriously to work on her craft. But you know, sure. when yeah. you love something, you love it warts and all and gall dang it. I just freaking love this book. I don't know why. I don't know what it does. It is kryptonite. <laughs> there are certain parts in it where I'm just like, oh goodness. And I like have atrial fibrillation or something because I'm just like, oh God, he looked at her warmly. Jesus. And I can't handle it. It's too much for me. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. And then I, and it's, I'm like, what is wrong? I do. I should, I probably need there. This is a good example. I should talk about this in therapy because I'm not sure why <laughs> such an asshat does this to me, but ooh, ooh, he does. He, I think this one also hits a lot more of the, maybe this ties into what you're saying, it hits more of the slow burn buttons than, say, the Wall of Winnipeg and me because of the kind of will they, won't they? Like, is he, isn't he? Like, why don't you figure this out? Like, people don't. Be like, oh yeah, I'll take a vacation to your parents' house. I've got nothing better to do. Like that's not that's not normal. <laughs> that's, that's not a thing people just do. So, <laughs> um, she really hits a lot of those buttons with this one. That even in even if you know where she has this sort of reputation or of being the queen of slow burn in certain circles, like this one hits in a ways that a lot of her other books still don't even with her her definite brand so would you then agree that this is a romance oh i yes it's a romance yeah i mean even though it made me angry i i wouldn't say it's not a romance i mean they're like so i i think the the women's fiction thing is that you know it's a single point of view like journey of Mm self-discovery right and that definitely happens and often these single pov like journey of self-discoveries do involve some romantic elements but this one her journey of self-discovery is so closely tied to her relationship with this guy with with culty with the eventual love interest that I, I don't see how you couldn't call it a romance, basically. I mean, like you said, Holly, virtually all other sources of tension are clearly manufactured to drive the romantic plot. So I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but even if we're talking about, like you were saying, that that a lot of the story is Sal realizing that what she thinks is this awesome space is not actually as awesome and supportive as she thinks it is, which is like a very self-discovery could be a very women's ficky type of narrative although i feel like usually women's ficky type narratives are people who think they have nothing finding out they actually have a lot um like kind of the opposite but point is no yeah yeah i mean yeah different people are looking for different things yeah so anyway to wrap up this discussion if what you're looking for in romance is just a slow build of intimacy and then like one little sex scene at the end <laughs> then that then this is what we've got no 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 if you're looking for a slow burn <laughs> that makes you 
all verklempt at the end, this is the one for you. That's the one. Mm. Well, okay. <laughs> Since you said verklempt, I got to talk about the Schnecke thing because that also made me mad. Because it would be cute. If it was a personalized nickname that he's, like, kind of taunting her because she's so obsessed with being fast and snails are slow. But no, Schnecke is apparently, according to this book, just, like, a general thing Germans say to each other. Just, like, French people call each other ma petite choux. And, I don't know, southern people call each other sweet pea. Like, I don't even know. That made me mad, too. It was cuter when he called her taquito. Just saying. That's the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> that that was a pretty funny part of the Because there was a point where he's like, I was like, oh my god, that's offensive. But like, he's doing it on purpose because she called him a like, she calls him bratwurst. Like, come on, sauerkraut. Yeah. You're right, Holly. I never thought of that. The slow component. I like that. I'm going to read it differently next time I read it now. Uh, you're welcome, <laughs> but that's not what it is. And now I'm mad. <laughs> okay. Don't care. All, All right. right. Well, thanks for joining us on this round of the Smart Report podcast. We hope to disagree w- with each other again in the future Looking shortly. Looking forward to it, friends. <laughs> yes. For... <laughs> For podcast notes, and I can't do this. I think you do have to do it, Holly, because you know all the words. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. For notes and all of that other good stuff, please go to smutreport.com slash podcast. You can also find us sometimes on various social medias at Smut Report or things similar to at Smut Report. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And I believe our next podcast will be discussing the billionaire archetype. It's always a fun time. Um, There's probably going to be less debating and more just angry yelling. But (laughs) (laughs) it's probably true. (laughs) It's more fun. Thanks for joining us. Keep it smutty, folks. (laughs) Na 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 na